Hello everyone, um, welcome to another episode of uh, Warrior Cats the series. Um, I'm your host Sharpstar, we're going to be reading the second book of Warrior Cats the series. Um, and called Fire and Ice, uh, sorry, uh, it's called Fire and Ice, um, and, um, yeah, happy 4th of July, let's get started. Okay, let's start reading. Orange flames lapped at the cold air, throwing sparks up into the night sky. The firelight flickered across a wasteland of ragged grass, making silhouettes of the two legs huddled there. A pair of white lights appeared in the distance, hurtling the approach hurtling the approach of a monster. It roared past on a thunderpath that rose high into the sky, filling the air with sour fumes. At the edge of the wasteland, a cat moved its eye a cat moved, its eyes glittering glinting in the shadows. Pointed ears twitched, then flattened against the noise. More cats followed, one by one, into the filthy grass. They carried their tails low and sniffed the bitter air with their lips curled. What if the two legs see us? hissed one of the cats. A large tom answered, his eyes like amber discs reflecting in the firelight. They won't. Their night sight is weak. As he padded forward, the flames lit lit up the black and white fur on his powerful shoulders. He held his long tail straight up, sending a message of courage to his clan. But the other cats crouched low against the grass, trembling. This was a strange place. The noise of the monsters battered their sensitive ears, ear fur, and the orchid stench stung their nostrils. Tall star, gray queen, flick, flicked her tail uneasily. Why have we come here? The black and white tom turned to to the she cat. We've been driven away from every place we've tried, tried to settle, Ashfoot. Perhaps we can find some peace here, he meowed. Peace? Here? Ashfoot echoed in disbelief. She pulled her kit toward her and sheltered it beneath her belly. With fire and monsters, my kits won't be safe. But we weren't safe at home, meowed another voice. A black tom pushed his way forward, limping heavily on a twisted paw. He held Tallstar's amber gaze. He couldn't protect... We couldn't protect them from Shadow Clan, he spat, not even in our own camp. Anxious yells rose from some of the cats as they remembered the terrible battle that had driven them from their home in the uplands at the edge of the forest. A young apprentice wailed. Broken Star and his warriors may still be hunting us. The cry alerted one of the two legs around the fire. It stood unsteadily and stared toward the shadows. At once the cats fell silent, crouching lower, crouching lower. Even Tall Star lowered his tail. The two legs shouted shouted into the darkness and flung something towards them. The missile flew over their heads and exploded in a burst of thorn sharp pieces on the thunderpath behind. Ashfoot flinched as he as a shard grazed his shoulder, but she stayed silent, curling her body around her terrified kit. Keep down, his tall star. The two leg at the fire spat on the ground, then sat back. The two legs waited for a moment, 
The cats waited for a moment before Tall Star stood once more. Ashfoot stood too, wincing at the new pain in his shoulder. In her shoulder, Tall Star, I fear for you, for our state safety here. And what will we eat? I can I can't smell any prey. Tall Star stretched his neck and rested his mu- muzzle gently on the queen's head. I know you're hunting hungry, he meowed. But we'll be safer here than in back in our old territory, or in the two-leg fields and woods. Look at this place. Even Shadow Clan wouldn't follow us here. There's no scent of dogs, and these two legs can hardly stand. He turned. He turned to the black Tom and twisted with the twisted paw. Deadfoot. He ordered, "Take one whisker and see if you can find anything to eat. If there are two legs. There must be rats." Rats spat Ashfoot as Deadfoot and small and a smaller brown tabby bounded away. That's no better than crow food. Hush, hissed the tortoiseshell beside her. Rat meat is better than starving to death. Ashfoot scowled and dipped her head to lick her kit to lick her kit behind its matted ears. We must find a new place to settle, Ashfoot. The tortoiseshell went on more gently. Morning flower needs to rest and eat. Her kits will be born soon. She needs to be strong. The, the lean shapes of dead foot and one whisker emerged from the shadows. You were right, tall star called the dead foot. There are rats since everywhere, and I think I've found somewhere where we can shelter. <clears throat> Show us, tall star ordered, gathering the rest of the, his clan with a flick of his tail. Cautiously, the cats pet, padded across the wasteland after Deadfoot. He led them toward the the raised thunderpath, the firelight making their shadows loom against its stone its huge stone legs. A monster roared in, overhead, and, and the ground shook. But even the tiniest kit sensed the need for silence and trembled without crying. Here. Meowed Deadfoot, stopping beside a round hole. Two cats high, a black. Excuse me. Here, meowed Deadfoot, stopping beside a round hole. Two cats high. A black tunnel sloped down into the ground. A constant stream of water trickled in into it. The water's fresh, Deadfoot added. We'll be able to drink it. We'll have wet paws all day and night, Ashfoot complained. I've been inside, the black tom told her. There's something, there's some space from the stream. At least we'll be safe from the two legs and monsters. Tall star stepped forward and lifted his chin. One clan has traveled for long enough, he declared. It's nearly a moon since Shadow Clan drove us from our home. The weather is turning colder, and Leaf Bear will be here soon. We have no choice choice but to stay. Ashfoot narrowed her eyes but said nothing. Silently, she joined her clan as, as one by one, they f- filed into the shadowy tunnel. Chapter 1. Okay, um... Yeah, hold on. Give me a sec. I'm so tired. <sighs> Sorry, I'm really tired. Uh, just woke up um like an hour ago and I'm still tired. <laughs> mm-hmm.
Fireheart shivered. His flame-covered fur was still in green, green leaf light. It would be a few moons before it was thick enough to keep out cold like this. He shoveled his full paw, forepaws on the hard earth. The sky was faintly, fi- finally growing light as dawn crept slowly in. But even through his paws were cold, Fireheart could not suppress a glow of pride. After many moons as an apprentice, he was a warrior at last. <coughs> In his mind, he replayed yesterday's victory at the Shadow Clan camp. Broken Star's glittering eyes as the Shadow Clan leader backed away, hissing threats before fleeing into the trees after his tre- treacherous companions. The remaining Shadow Clan cats had been grateful to Thunder Clan for helping them to get rid of their cruel leader and for the peace, of- peace Thunder Clan had promised them. While they recovered, Broken Star had not just brought chaos to his own clan, he had driven the whole of Wing Clan from their camp, right out of clan territory. He had been a dark he had been a dark shadow in the forest since before Firestar Fireheart had had left his kitty pet kitty pet life to join Thunder Clan. But for Fireheart there was another shadow troubling his mind. Tiger Claw, Thunder Clan's deputy. Fireheart shivered again as he thought of this of the great Thunderclan warrior who had terrorized his apprentice. Ravenpaw in the end, Ravenpaw terrified his uh, terrorized his apprentice, Ravenpaw. In the end, Firepaw and his best friend Graypaw had helped the frightened apprentice escape to escape escape into the two leg territory beyond the uplands. Before afterward. Fire, Fireheart had told the clan that Ravenpaw had been killed by Shadow Clan. If what Ravenpaw had said about Tigerclaw was true, it was the best Thunder. It was the best if the Thunder Clan deputy believed his apprentice had died, for he knew a secret Tigerclaw would do anything to conceal. Ravenpaw had told Fireheart that the mighty Tabby warrior had murdered Redtail the old Thunderclan deputy, and that in the hope that he would become the new deputy, which eventually he had. Fireheart shook his head to clear out clear it of the of these dark thoughts, and turned to glance at Graystripe sitting beside him. Graystripe's thick gray fur was ruffled up against the cold. Fireheart guessed that he was looking forward to the rays of sunshine too. But he didn't say this out loud. Clan tradition uh, demanded silence on it, on this night. There was their vig- This was their vigil, the night when a new warrior guarded the clan and reflected on his new name and status. Until last night, Fireheart had been known as as his apprentice named Firepaw. Halftail was one of the first cats to wake. Fireheart could see the old cat moving among the shadows in the elder's den. Okay, I thought something was coming to my room. Um, Fireheart could see the old cat moving among the shadows in the elder's den. He glanced toward the warrior's den at the other side of the clearing, through branches that through branches that sheltered the den. He recognized the broad shoulders of Tiger Claw as he slept. At the foot of the high rock, the luncheon that draped the entrance to Blue Star's den twitched, and Fireheart saw his clan leader push her way out. She stopped and lifted her head to sniff the air. 
Then she patted silent. Um, yeah. Then she patted silently. Hold on, I lost my place. <laughs> Out of the high rock's shadow, her long fur gl- glowing blue-gray in the dawn light. I must warn her about Tiger Claw. Thought Fire Fireheart. Blue Star had mourned Redtail's death with the rest of the clan, believing him to to have been killed in the Battle of Oakheart. The deputy of River Clan. The deputy of River Clan. Fireheart hesitated before knowing how important Tiger Claw was to her, but the danger was too great. Blue Star needed to know that her clan was harboring a cold-blooded murderer. Tiger Claw emerged from the warrior's den and met Blue Star at the edge of the clearing. He murmured something. He murmured something to her, his tail flicking urgently. Fireheart stifled his instinctive meow of greeting. The sky was growing light. The sky was growing light, but he, until he knew for sure that the sun was above the horizon, he dared not break his silence. Impatient fluttered in in his chest like a trapped bird. He must speak with Blue Star as soon as he could. But for now, all he could do was nod respectfully at, at the two cats as they passed them, him. Beside him, Gray, gray Stripe nudged fire, Fireheart and pointed upward with his no, nose. An orange glow was just visible on the horizon. Glad to see the dawn, you two. White storms and deep meow took Fireheart by surprise. He had not noticed the white warrior approaching. Fireheart and Gray Stripe nodded together. It's all right. You may speak not now. Your vigil is over. White Storm. White Storm's voice was kind. Yesterday he he had fought side by side with Fireheart and Gray Gray Stripe in battle with Shadow Clan. There was a few respect. Res, there was a new respect in his eyes as he looked at them. Thank you, White Storm. Fireheart meowed gratefully. He stood up and stretched his stif, stiff legs one at a time. Gray Stripe Gray Stripe pushed him up. Uh, himself up too. Burr, he thought. He meowed, shaking the chill from his from his fur. I thought the sun would never come up. A scornful voice mewed from uh, from outside the apprentice's den. The great warrior speaks. It was Sampaw. Her her pale orange coat fluff, fluffed up with hostility. Dustpaw was sitting beside her with his dark tabby felt. He looked like Sam Paul's shadow. He puffed out his chest importantly, and he mocked. I'm surprised such heroes even feel the need, feel the cold. Sam Paul purred with amusement. White Storm shot them a stern look. Go find something to eat, then rest. He ordered Fire Fireheart and gray stripe the older warrior turned away and padded toward the apprentice's den come on you two he mailed to sam paul and dust paul it's time for your training i hope i hope he has them chasing blue squirrels all day gray stripe hissed gray stripe hissed to fireheart as they headed toward the corner where a few pieces of fresh kill remain from last night but there aren't any blue squirrels fireheart mewed in confusion Precisely. Gray Stripe's amber eyes gleamed. They can't exactly blame them. Blame blame them. <coughs> Excuse me. Precisely. Gray Stripe's amber eyes gleamed. You can't exactly blame them. They did begin their training before us. Fireheart pointed out mildly. If they fought if they'd fought in the battle yesterday, they probably have 
been made warriors too. I suppose, Graystripe shrugged. Hey, look, they reached the fresh coat pile, one mouse each and a chiffence to share. The two friends picked up their meal and looked at each other. Graystripe's eyes suddenly sparkled with delight. I, sp- I suppose we take it to the warrior's side of the camp now, he meowed. Suppose we do, Fireheart purred, padding after his friend to the patch of nettles where he had often watched Whitestorm and Tigerclaw and the other warriors share fresh kill. Now what? Graystripe gulped down his last mouthful. I don't know about I don't I don't know about you, but I think I could sleep for half a moon. Me too, Firepaw agree, Fireheart agreed. The two friends got to their paws and made their way towards the warriors. Then Fireheart stuck his head through the low hanging branches. Mousefur and Longtail were still asleep on the other side of the den. He pushed his way inside and found a patch of moss at the edge. The smell told him it wasn't a sleeping place already used by another warrior. Graystripe settled down beside him. Fireheart listened as Graystripe's steady steady breaths relaxed into a long, muffled snores. Fireheart felt equally exhausted, but he was still desperate to talk to Blue Star. From what from where he lay, his head flat to the earth. He could just see the camp entrance. He stared at it, waiting for his leader to leader's return. But gradually, his eyes began to close, and he gave in to his longing for sleep. <sighs> Speaking of sleep, I'm sleepy. Fireheart could hear roaring around him, like wind in tall trees. The arcid stench of the thunderpath stung his nostrils, together with a fire, with a new smell, sharper and more terrifying. Fire! Flames lapped at the black sky, throwing glowing, throwing glowing cinders up into a starless night. To Fireheart's amazement, silhouetted of the silhouettes of the cats flitted in in front of the fire. Why hadn't they run away? One of them stopped and looked straight at Fireheart. The Tom's night eyes glinted in the darkness, and he lifted his long, straight tail, as if in greeting. Fireheart trembled as a memory burst into his mind of the words Spotleaf, the former Thunderclan medicine cat, had said to him before her ultimately death. Fire will save the clan. Could it do, be something to do with the strange cats, strange cats that shared no fear, showed no fear of fire? Wake up, Fireheart! Fireheart flicked up his head, startled out of his dream by Tiger Claw's growl. You were mewing in your sleep, still dazed. Fireheart sat up and shook his head. Yes, yes, Tiger Claw. With a pang of alarm, he wondered if he had repeated Spotty's words out loud. He had dreamed like this before, dreams so vivid that he could taste them, and which had later come true. Fireheart certainly did not want Tigerclaw to to suspect him of having powers that usually StarClan gave only to medicine cats. Moonlight shone through the leafy den wall. Fireheart realized he he must have slept through the whole day. You and Graystripe will join the evening patrol, Terraclaw told him. Hurry up. The dark, dark the dark tabby turned and stalked out of the den.
Fireheart let his fur relax on his shoulders. Clearly, Tigerclaw didn't suspect anything unusual about his dream. But while Fireheart's secret was safe, he was equally determined to expose the murderous truth about Tigerclaw's role in Redtail's death. Fireheart, flicked li- Fireheart licked his lips. Graystripe lay behind him, washing his flank. They had just finished sharing a meal beside the camp clearing. The sun had set and Fireheart could see the moon, almost full now, gleaming in, cold, in, a, in a cold, clear sky. The past few days had been busy. It seemed that every time they lay down for a rest, Tigerclaw sent them out on a patrol or a hunting mission. Fireheart had stayed alert, looking for a chance to talk with Blue Star alone, but he wasn't on one of Tigerclaw's missions. But when he wasn't on t- one of Tigerclaw's missions, the Thunder Clan leaders always seemed to have her deputy by- at her side. Fireheart began to wash his paw, his eyes flicking around the camp, searching hopefully for Blue Star. What ha- what are you looking for? Meowed Mew Graystripe gray threw, uh, threw a tongue full of fur. Blue Star. F- Fireheart answered, lower- lowering his paw. Why? Graystripe stopped watching and looked at, up at his friend. You've had one eye on her ever since our vigil. What are you planning to do? I have to tell her where Ravenpaw is and warn her about Tigerclaw. Fireheart meowed. You promised Ravenpaw that Ravenpaw you'd tell, tell them he was dead. Graystripe, Graystripe sounded amazed. I only promised to tell Tigerclaw he was dead. Blue Star should know the whole story. She needs to know what her deputy is capable of. Graystripe lowered her voice in an urgent hiss, but we only have Ravenpaw's word that Tigerclaw killed Redtail. Don't you believe him? Fireheart couldn't help feeling shocked by his friend's doubts. Look, if Tigerclaw lied about killing Oakheart in revenge for Redtail's death, that means Redtail must have killed Oakheart himself. And I can't believe that Redtail wouldn't have deliberately killed another clan deputy in battle. It goes against the warrior code. We fight to prove our strength and defend our territory, not not to kill each other. But I'm not trying to make accusations against Redtail, Fireheart promised, protested. It's Tigerclaw who is the problem. Redtail had been been the Thunder Clan deputy before Tigerclaw. Fireheart had never met him, but he knew Redtail had been deeply suspected by all the clan. Yeah. Graystripe didn't meet Fireheart's gaze. What are you saying? It has him plate I don't for Redtail's honor and none of the other cats have, have a problem with Tigerclaw it was only Ravenpaw who was scared of him an uneasy shiver ran down Fireheart's spine so you think Sun- Ravenpaw made up the story made the story up because he didn't get along with his mentor he meowed scornfully no mumbled Gristrape I just think we should be careful Fireheart looked and oh my god! Yeah. I just think we should be careful. Fireheart shook, looked into his friend's worried eyes and began to wonder. He was—he supposed Graystripe did have a point. 
they had been warriors for only a few days. So they're so they were in no position to start hurling accusations at the clan's most senior warrior. It's okay, Fireheart mewed at last. You can stay out of it. A twinge of regret flickered in in his belly as Graystripe nodded and returned nodded in return to wash washing Fireheart. Wait. Fireheart believed that Graystripe was wrong to think it was only Ravenpaw who had a problem with Tireclaw. Fireheart's own instincts told own instincts told him that the Thunderclan deputy should not be trusted. He had to share his suspicions with Blue Star, not for her safety and for the safety of the clan. A glimpse of Grey Fur on the other side of the clearing told Fireheart that Blue Star had emerged from her den alone. He scrabbled to his paws, but the Thunder Clan leader leaped straight up onto the high rock and called to, to the clan. Fireheart lashed his tail impatiently. Graystripe's ears flickered, flicked, flicked in excite, excitedly as he heard Blue Star's call. A naming ceremony? He meowed. It must be Longtail getting his first apprentice. He's been dropping, dropping hints for days. He bounded over to join the cats gathering at the edge of the clearing, and still itching with frustration. Fireheart followed. A small black and white kit padded on into the clearing. His soft paws made no sound on the hard earth. He walked toward the high rock with his pale eyes lowered, and Fireheart almost expected to see him tremble. There was something in the slope of, the, of the, this kit's shoulders that made him seem too young and timid to be an apprentice. Longtail won't be impressed, Fireheart thought, remembering Longtail's scorn when Fireheart had arrived at the camp for the first time. The warrior had taunted him viciously on the first day with, clan, with the clan, mocking his kitty pet organs. Fireheart had disliked him ever since. From this day forward, Blue Star meowed, staring down at the kit. Till he earned his warrior name, this apprentice will be called Swiftpaw. There was no flash of determination in the eyes of the black and white kit as he looked up at his leader. Instead, his amber eyes were wide with anxiety. Fireheart turned his his head as long tail padded to, toward his new apprentice. Blue Star spoke again. Long tail, you you were Dark Stripes' apprentice. He taught you well, and you have become a fierce, loyal warrior. I hope you will. I hope you will pass some of these qualities on to Swiftpaw. Our heart searched Long Tail's face for an expression of disdain as he looked down at Swiftpaw. But the warrior's eyes softened as he met his new apprentice gaze, and gently the two clan cats touched noses. It's okay, you're doing fine, Longtail murmured encouragingly. Yeah, right, Fireheart thought bitterly. Just because his clan born, Longtail sure didn't welcome me like that. He glanced around. He glanced around the rest of the clan and felt a pang of resentment as the cats began began to murmur congratulatingly to the new apprentice. What's up with you? Whispered Graystripe. That'll be 
be us one day. That that'll be us one day. Fireheart nodded, suddenly cheered by the thought of getting his own apprentice and pushed away his resentment. He was a part of Thunderclan now, and surely that was all that mattered. (sighs) The next night brought the full moon. Fireheart knew he should be looking forward to his first gathering as a warrior, but he was still determined to find a chance to tell Blue Star everything he knew about Tiger Claw. The thought of it lay like a cold stone in his stomach. Have you got the maggot gut or something? Meow graced right beside him. You're pulling some weird, very weird faces. Um, guys, we're gonna take a quick break. I'll be back soon. Welcome back from the break. Alright. Let's see here. Okay. Fireheart looked at his friend, wishing he could confide in him, but he'd promised to leave Graystripe out of it. I'm fine, he meowed. Come on. I hear Blue Star calling. The two cats trotted over to the group of assembled. Oh, wait. I read this. Wait, did I? Yeah. The two cats trotted over to the group of assembling and the group assembling in the clearing. Blue Star dipped her head to acknowledge their arrival. Then she turned and led the cats out out of the camp. Fireheart paused while the while the other cats scrambled past him up the steep trail that led to the forest above. This journey might give him just enough time to speak to Blue Star, and he wanted to gather his thoughts. Are you coming? Graystripe's voice called down. Yep. Firepaw flexed his powerful hind legs and began to leap from boulder to boulder, leaving the camp behind. At the top, he paused to catch his breath, his sides heaving. The forest stretched away before him. Beneath his paws, he could feel the crisp crackle of the newly fallen leaves. Silver, Silver pelt glittered in the sky like morning dew scattered on the black fur on black fur our heart thought of his first journey to the four to four trees with tiger claw and lionheart he felt a pang of sadness as he remembered lionheart's great lionheart gray stripes mentor the Thunder Clan deputy between redtail and tiger claw had been a warm hearted a golden warrior he had been killed in battle, and Tigerclaw had taken his place. On Fireheart's visit to Four Trees, Lionheart had taken the apprentices on a roundabout route through tall pines, past sunning rocks, and along the River Clan border. Tonight, Blue Star would lead them straight through the heart of Thunder Clan territory. Fireheart could see her already disappearing into the undergrowth, and he charged after the party of cats. Blue Star was at the front next to Tiger Claw. Fireheart ignored Gray Stripe's surprise meow and caught up with the clan leader. Blue Star, he called, panting as he drew up beside her. May I talk to you? Blue Star glanced at him and nodded, take, 
take the lead, and Tiger Claw, she meowed. She let her pace slow, and Tiger Claw bounded past her. The other cats followed, the dark tabby without question, as he raced on through the undergrowth. Blue Star and Fireheart dropped into a steady trot. Within a moment, they were alone. The path emerged from the thick ferns into a small clearing. Blue Star leaped onto a fallen tree and sat down, curling her tail over her front paws. What is it, Fireheart? She asked. Fireheart hesitated, suddenly struck by doubt. Blue Star was the, the, was the cat who had encouraged him to leave his kitty pet life and join Thunderclan. Since then, she had trusted him with him t- time and time again when other cats had questioned his loyalty to the clan, whose blood he didn't share. What would she say when Fireheart had told, told her that he had lied about Ravenpaw? Speak, Pluster ordered as the paw steps of the other ThunderClan cats faded into the de- distance. Fireheart took a deep breath. Ravenpaw's not dead. Blue Star tail twitched in surprise. My door just opened. Weird. Okay. But she listened silently as Fireheart continued. Graystripe and I took him to Wind Clan's hunting grounds. I think he might have joined Barley. Barley was a loner, not a forest cat, but not a kitty pet either. He lived on a two-leg farm that lay on the route to Highstones, a sacred place for all the cats in the forest. The Thunder Clan leader stared past Fireheart into the depths of the forest. Fireheart searched her face anxiously, trying to read her expression. Was she angry? But he could not see he could see no anger in her wide blue eyes. After several long moments, Blue Star spoke. I am glad to hear that Ravenpaw is still alive. I hope he is happier living with Barley than he was in the forest. But but he was born in ThunderClan, Fireheart stammered, taken aback by his leader's calm acceptance of, as of Ravenpaw's departure. That doesn't necessarily mean he was suited to the clan life, Bluestar pointed out. After all, you aren't... Oh, oh my gosh... After all, you aren't clanborn, but yet be, you become you become a fine warrior. Ravenpaw may find his true path somewhere else, but he didn't leave Thunderclan because he wanted to. Fire protested. It was impossible for him to stay. Impossible. Blue Star rested her blue gaze on him. What do you mean? Fireheart looked down on the ground. Well, Blue Star prompted. Fireheart's mouth was dry. Ravenpaw knew a secret about Tigerclaw, he croaked. I think Tigerclaw was planning to kill him, or else turn the clan against him. Blue Star's tail flicked from side to side, and Firepaw saw her shoulders stiffen. Why would you say, think that? What was this secret that Ravenpaw knew? Ravenpaw answered, Fire, f- sorry, Fireheart answered re- reluctantly, meeting her stern expression as boldly as he dared. That Tigerclaw killed Redtail in the battle with the River Clan. Redtail had been the Thunder Clan deputy before Lionheart. Fireheart had never met him, but he had, he knew Redtail had been deeply respected by all the clan. Blue Star eyes narrowed. A warrior should would never kill another of his clan. Even you should know that. You've lived lived with us long enough. Fireheart recoiled at his 
wor- words flatten- flattening his ears. It was the second time tonight she had referred to his kitty pet roots. Blue Star went on. Terracott r- reported that it was River Clan's deputy, O'Cart, who killed Redtail. He she meowed. Ravenpaw must be mistaken. Did he actually see Tiger Claw kill Redtail? Fireheart nervously flicked his flicked his tail, stirring the leaves behind him. He said he did. And you know that that by saying this you are questioning Redtail's honor? Because he must have been the cat that was responsible for O'Cart's death. One deputy would never kill another in battle, not if it could be possibly be avoided. And Redtail was the first honorable warrior I have ever known. Blue Star's eyes clouded with pain, and Fireheart felt a pang of dismay that he should have hurt her mentor, her memory of the former deputy. Sorry about that. Okay. I cannot account for Redtail's action. Actions, he murmured. I only know that Ravenpaw truly believes that Tiger Claw was responsible for Redtail's death. Blue sighed and relaxed her shoulders. We all know that Ravenpaw has a vivid imagination. She meowed de- gently. Her eyes sympathetically sympathetic. He was badly injured in the battle, and he left before the fighting was over. Can you be sure he didn't fill in the parts he missed? Before Fireheart could reply, a yowl echoed through the forest, and Tigerclaw bounded out of the undergrowth. His eye flick- eyes flickered suspiciously over Fireheart for a moment. Then he addressed Blue Star. We're waiting for you at the border. Blue Star nodded. Tell them we'll be there in a moment. Tigerclaw dipped his head, turned, and raced back through the ferns. As Fireheart watched watched him disappear, Blue Star's words echoed in his mind. She was right. Ravenpaw did have a strong Im- imagination. Fireheart remembered his first gathering when the apprentices from every clan had hung on Ravenpaw's words as he described the battle with River Clan, and he hadn't mentioned Tigerclaw then. Fireheart jumped up at, up as Blue Star stood. Are you going to bring Ravenpaw back to the clan? He asked, suddenly afraid he had caused even more trouble for his friend. Blue Star gazed deep into Fireheart's eyes. He had probably he probably is happier there, there, there where he is. She meowed quietly. For now, we will let him. We will let the clan carry on, believing he is dead. Fireheart stared back at her. His eyes wide with shock. Blue Star was going to lie to the clan. Tigerclaw is a great warrior, but he is very proud. Blue Star went on. I'll be easier. It'll be easier for him to accept that his apprentice died in battle rather than ran away. And it would be better for Ravenpaw, too. 
because Sarah Carl might go looking for him, Fire dared to ask. Was it po possible that Blue Star believed him, even just a little bit? Blue Star shook her head with a flash of impatience. No, Tiger Claw might be ambitious, but he is not a murderer. Raven Paul will be better remi remembered as a dead hero than a than a than a live a live coward. Tiger Claw's call sounded again, and Blue Star jumped down from the log and disappeared to the ferns. Fireheart cleared the tree tr trunk in one leap and raced after his leader. He caught up with her at the edge of the stream. He watched while she crossed, jumping from stone to stone to the other side. Fireheart followed carefully, his mind whirling. The knowledge about Redtail's death had been resting heavily on his shoulders for days. Now he had finally told Blue Star, but nothing had changed. The clan leader clearly didn't think when Tiger Cloud was capable of a cold-blooded murder. And worst of all, Blue Star himself had begun to doubt whether Ravenpaw had been telling the truth. Wait, no, Fireheart himself had begun to doubt whether Ravenpaw had been telling the truth. He leaped onto the far bank and charged charged through the undergrowth. Fireheart skidded to a halt behind behind Blue Star as they reached the other Thunder Clan cats. The group had paused at the top of the slope that led down to four trees. The giant oaks were cats from the four clans of the forest. Four clans of the forest met in peace at each full moon. Fireheart's fur prickled as he felt Tiger Claw watching him. Did the dark warrior suspect what he had passed between him and Blue Star? Fireheart shook his head to clear his mind and tried to think like Blue Star. Of course, Tiger Claw would be interested in what Fireheart, Fireheart had said to Blue Star. He, he was the clan deputy, so he would want to know anything that might affect the clan. Fireheart looked again at Tiger Claw. The, the dark tabby was staring down the slope, his ears pricked and alert. The cats around him shuffled their paws in anticipation. Tiger Claw glanced at each of them, slightly r r rallying them with his steady amber gaze. Blue Star lifted her nose and sniffed the air. Fireheart sensed the a tightening, since the tightening of muscle, muscles and perkling of his of fur around him. Then Blue Star signaled with a flick of her tail, and the Thunder Clan cats plunged down the slope toward the gathering. That is the end of chapter one. That was a really long chapter. Um, see you guys later this week or next Saturday, hopefully.